Right eye dominant. 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 This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host, Nick Toro Jr. On today's episode, I'll be flying solo. I won't be having any interview guests. Instead, I'm going to focus on uh, the art and photography of a specific artist. His name is Ed Ruscha. You might recognize the name Ed Ruscha. He is a well-known, well-respected artist. He's based in Los Angeles, California. He also happens to use photography as part of his creative output throughout his career. And there's a particular body of work of his that I'd like to focus this episode on. It's a series called Parking Lots, and it's a project that Roche photographed back in the 1960s. This group of images will be on display in New York City starting in January at the Yancey Richardson Gallery. So I thought it might be a good time to take a closer look at the work of Ed Ruscha and why he is significant not only in the world of American contemporary art, but certainly also in the world of photography. So that's where I'll be going today. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into today's discussion. So to start off the discussion about Ed Ruscha, I thought it'd be helpful to give you a little bit of introduction and biographical information about him. Ed Ruscha has been called one of the most influential American artists of our time. He's known for iconic images of gas stations, swimming pools, vacant lots, signage, typography, and all of it is variations on the banality of modern urban life, explored through painting and drawing, but also, most importantly for this discussion, photography. His art has been characterized as having graphic simplicity, also a wry sense of humor, and generally he focuses on the vernacular, and whether that's usage of language, or visuals such as contemporary architecture. These all play prominent roles in his artwork. He also uses photography in a very interesting way. And the photography that he has created not only influenced his drawing and painting, but also served as a a mode of expression in its own right for Ruscha. So much so that he has created throughout his career a a number of photographic series, which he then put into his own artist books, published himself. So you can see there's a direct connection with some of the things that I focus on with this podcast in the work of Ruscha. A little bit more biographical information. Ed Ruscha was born in Omaha, Nebraska in 1937, but his family moved to Oklahoma City 
And that's where he was raised and where he grew up until he moved to Los Angeles, California in 1956. He moved to L.A. to attend the Chouinard Art Institute, which is now known as CalArts, the California Institute of the Art. What I find interesting about the fact that Roucher grew up in Oklahoma City is the fact that he was clearly from middle America. He wasn't a a native-born Californian, and he certainly wasn't drawn to the East Coast and New York and the art world there. The fact that also that Roucher grew up along Route 66, the highway that ran from Chicago to Los Angeles, it seems almost natural that he would end up in L.A., at some point. I think it's also quite telling that Roucher headed towards California and not New York. Certainly Los Angeles was not considered a a high caliber art market or really had an art scene that was of note, certainly when compared to New York City, which at the time was the epicenter of the art world. The focal point being on abstract expressionism, which was the prevailing style of the day. So Ed Roucher studied in Los Angeles, and when he got out of school, he started working in uh, advertising agencies, uh, producing commercial artwork. And you can see that this time that he spent in the commercial art world definitely influenced his later body of work. You could definitely see the skills that he acquired in typography, schematic design, scale, abstraction, particular viewpoints. All of this he took from the commercial art world and then introduced into his fine art. Around the time he was forging his career in Los Angeles, he aligned himself with a seminal art gallery called the Ferris Gallery. The Ferris Gallery was one of the first important art spaces on the West Coast, definitely the first real contemporary art space in Los Angeles at the time. So the Ferris Gallery was a significant outlet for homegrown LA and Southern California-based artists who were not part of the East Coast New York art scene. And they were not necessarily working in the style of abstract expressionism. Instead, they really were tapping into what later became known as pop art. The Ferris Gallery was a launching point for numerous artists, such as Ed Keenholtz, Wallace Berman, Robert Irwin, Larry Bell, and of course, Ed Roucher. What was also notable about the Ferris Gallery was that Besides cultivating local talent in L.A. and Southern California, they brought in many New York artists for their first shows on the West Coast. And this included Roy Lichtenstein, Frank Stella, Jasper Johns, and most notably Andy Warhol, who had his first solo show of his Campbell Soup Can series at the Ferris Gallery. So this was the creative environment that Ed Roucher found himself in, and created his early work in. And that includes the series that I'd like to spend a little bit more time talking about, the photo series known as Parking Lots. 
So the series Parking Lots is a group of photographs that Ed Ruscha created in 1967. They're all aerial photographs, and since this was long before the days of drones, Ruscha actually rented a helicopter to fly him over uh, the city of Los Angeles on a Sunday morning. And he was doing his photography, obviously, with uh, film cameras because, again, decades before digital came around. So I'm making those two points out because about this body of work, it just goes to show the, the level of dedication to the original concept that Ruscha applied before he actually went and, and made the photographs. The idea of uh, photographing primarily empty parking lots from the air clearly was a conceptual artistic statement. And from a photographic standpoint, it's an interesting study, not only because you're getting a bird's eye view of the urban environment, but you're also able to maneuver and find areas uh, that Ruscha found worth photographing that you might not have thought were significant if you had rolled up to them at ground level in a car or walking up to it on foot. Another thing that I find fascinating about this series is that, again, Ruscha is working with the banality of urban life. And really, what's more banal than a, an empty parking lot? Uh, it definitely speaks to the car culture that was really responsible for the growth of the American West in the mid to late 20th century and is certainly at the heart of the growth of Southern California in general and the city of Los Angeles specifically. It's only when you maneuver in the air above the city that you start to see the urban landscape and the environment in a different way. And Ruscha really leverages this viewpoint in the parking lot photos. You see uh, large areas of empty parking spaces, yes, but you're also seeing areas of development that surround the parking lots, either large buildings or housing developments or venues for sports or performing arts. And then if we look at the images of the parking lots again, where you will notice there's a certain geometry at play in the parking lots themselves, obviously straight lanes where the cars will travel in and out, diagonal parking spaces that are spaced along those lanes. Oftentimes these are in squared off city blocks. Sometimes it's the curved land shapes around the parking lots. One specific photograph that I find really fascinating is taken straight above uh, Dodgers Stadium where you have the geometry of the baseball field itself surrounded by the geometry of the stadium and the seating. And then surrounding that is this vast empty space devoid of all the cars because there's no game going on. If we look deeper at these photographs, we start to pick up little details such as whether the parking lots have been repaved or repainted or whether they're worn out. Sometimes you'll see the paths of the traffic that come in and out of the parking lots or tire marks. And then something I find really fascinating is littlest details of these photographs. 
where you'll start to see oil stains or other kinds of automotive fluid that's marking the ground at each parking space. And sometimes an entire parking lot, even though it's set up in this rigid geometry in a well-delineated parking space, it's marked with these less perfect black or dark marks from the oil and automotive fluids. And I think even that is a comment on the car culture or also the environmental impact on, that driving has on the landscape. So thinking about this series, there's a lot more going on than just a banal series of empty parking lots. Uh, maybe not a subject uh, of imagery that you might want to spend time looking at, but if you surrender to the approach that Ruche is taking, you really start to see the differences in each photograph. And that, I think, is one of the really strong points, not only of this body of work, but of a lot of Ruscha's photographs. They fall into a category of photographs that is called a typology, where the artist uh, creates a body of work, which is a series of photographs of one similar subject, in this case, empty parking lot. So Ruche plays with this idea and, you know, he's done this before with other bodies of work, such as a series uh, that he did of every building on the Sunset Strip, or he did a series of gas stations. So these parking lots are just another in the series of typology photograph projects that Ruche had undertaken. Uh, it's interesting when you think about it in a conceptual standpoint, because you can throw all sorts of interpretations onto these photographs about why they were taken, what kind of context is created by the artist by presenting them in a series in this way. And it certainly separates it from a straight documentation of a subject by contextualizing it in this way. And then the fact that Ruscha took this work and then he decided to publish it himself, I think that in a lot of ways speaks not only to a do-it-yourself aesthetic that I'm certainly drawn to, but I'm guessing also that the fact that he was creating this in Los Angeles, so far away from the art world center of New York or the world of publishing, it just speaks to the whole idea that you really had to do things for yourself at that time in that place, since there really were no collectors or benefactors who were funding or supporting your work. So Ruscha had to go out and do it himself. And uh, I think that the, the fact that he created these art books out of this work, I just find that really inspiring. Another thing that's at play in this work or in a lot of the work by Ruscha is this contrast between highbrow and lowbrow. He's working in a vernacular uh, method, whether it's in architecture or car culture or typography or Hollywood imagery that makes its way into his artwork. Those are all broad popular cultural movements uh, that play counter to this sort of elitist or highbrow held position of things uh, that the art world is known for. And so I think, again, there's a dichotomy uh, going on in, in the work that Ed Ruscha is producing. And maybe it's also a, an East Coast, West Coast thing at play, being that he was in Los Angeles and, and not New York City, certainly in the 50s and 60s. Those were two very different uh, art worlds at the time. 
add to the fact that Boucher was born and bred in middle America, the flyover states, and he made his way not to New York City to tap into the European aesthetic tradition, but made his way instead to Los Angeles, the home of Hollywood, a place of popular culture. I think it's very telling, and I really think that that decision not only influenced his work, but then his work influenced those of a whole generation of California or Los Angeles-based artists who followed in his footsteps. So there are just some thoughts on the Ed Roucher series, Parking Lots. I will share a link to the uh, exhibit information that will be going on in New York starting in January. And I'll also share information about the Ferris Gallery. It's a really fascinating story on its own. I saw a great documentary called The Cool School, which is all about the rise and fall of the Ferris Gallery, and I highly recommend watching that. Ed Ruscha is still with us, and I would say that uh, if this has piqued your interest, definitely go and seek out his photography work. And not only that, just in a general sense, uh, all of his uh, artistic output from his life is well worth the time exploring, and it definitely gives a better understanding of where American art was at, certainly in the 50s and 60s, when abstract expressionism finally released its grip in the art world and pop art really took over. And it makes you realize that it's not just things that were going on in New York at the time with Andy Warhol and the factory, that the folks in LA at the Ferris Gallery were creating quite a scene of their own. So there you go, folks, my discussion of Ed Ruscha and his series, Parking Lots. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I'd like to thank everyone for all the support over the new season that's been underway. And also thanks to all of the new listeners who have come on board in season two. Uh, it's been a really rewarding experience for me to create this podcast and share it with you all. And I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. And so as we take a look at the calendar, we see that we're coming to the end of 2022. I hope you come back for episodes in 2023. I've got some really great guests lined up and some really interesting topics that I plan on talking about. So I hope you come back and give those a listen. And if you haven't already, I'd ask you please subscribe to this podcast on the platform that you're listening to it on. And of course, if you listen on the Apple podcast platform, if you could leave me a review or a rating, that would be a huge help. I'd like to thank everyone who's already done so. I really appreciate it. I appreciate each and every one of you who listens to this show. So that's going to be it for this episode. And that's it for 2022. This has been the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I've been your host, Nick Toro Jr. And until next time, stay well. This podcast has been a production of Right Eye Dominant. .art. The music for this episode has been brought to you by The Conant Project, Yazar, and The White Plains. <laughs> <laughs>